welcome back to Big Gay Nerds playing Masks A New Generation. I'm your founder and editor and master of ceremonies, Jenny. My pronouns are she and her. And joining me today, we have Saturn. Hi, uh, I think you forgot uh, the chairman and president-elect also. She wears so many hats. I wear uh, a lot so of hats. Uh, I'm Saturn, they, them pronouns. You can find my contact info and other such things at mystery.systems. Uh, I'm playing the Pink Panzer, a.k.a. Pippa, a.k.a. Charlie, uh, who is a robot catboy girl and is the brain playbook. Mm-hmm. We also have Jonix. Hi, I'm Jonix, pronouns they, them. Uh, I'm playing Pate, the uh, uh, the sidekick of the uh, the immortal and soon to be best friends with Vaporwave, probably. Um, <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, she is the playbook, The Bowl. Arrested Development narrator voice. She had an interesting definition of best friends. <laughs> uh, um, we have Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, she, her. You can find me at Radio and Activity on Twitter and basically everywhere else. Uh, and I am playing Juno, a.k.a. Starcross, the Nova, uh, the girl who's, you know, always got something going on. It's fine. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and Ellie. Hello, I'm Ellie. Pronouns are she, they. I am playing uh, Photon Boy, uh, Luke Byrne. Playbook is the Innocent. Okay. So, um... Last time, we had sort of our big, elaborate holiday special thing with um, a lot of people sort of, you know, pursuing their own personal goals and such. And, well, we're going to sort of be keeping up with that theme, but we're going to be mixing it up just a little bit. Um, We're implementing one of my favorite staples of the apocalypse, powered by the apocalypse sort of genre which is love letters. Um, Even though we have not been away from the game for a while, um, I feel like it's time to do like kind of a little informal skip ahead. Um, Not by sort of a set amount. We're, we're past the weird holiday timing that we spent. We're in for like a month previously and that's how, you, that's how you know it's christmas the whole they last the entire month and then exactly. <laughs> um, and we're now in a sort of fuzzier space like past that let's say let, let's say for right now we can assume we're somewhere in january at this point sure. um the void between christmas and valentine's day Exactly. Which I think puts us at like being close to a year since our characters all convened for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, we're, we're coming up on that. And so um, before I actually introduce the moves you're going to have to make as a result of your love letters, um, which are not even being presented as like a letter the way that <laughs> D. Vincent Baker originally did it. Um, but um, uh, let's we're going to start off by just touching on what different characters are currently doing and dealing with to give some framing for when the roles actually do kick in. So, um, Juno. Yeah. If I recall something that you mentioned recently is that, um, Juno's birthday is like January 1st or something like that. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, 
it would be fun to do a whole Juno's birthday thing, but we've right. been doing a lot of celebration stuff. And um, Juno, that's the problem with being a New Year's baby. Isn't that always a problem with like being a New Year's baby is that nobody wants to celebrate your birthday and get you presents because you just got a bunch at Christmas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So You get presents yeah. is for both, you know. It's- yeah, exactly. Everybody <laughs> tells you that your Christmas presents and your birthday presents are the same presents, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the rule. Yeah, we, we, I, I think I think it's the unfortunate thing that goes back to the the like the last time we recorded, where she looks at that sweater, is like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting a, a birthday present like this either, am I? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, no, I'm broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got yeah, Luke got you like a gift card to uh, whatever you have said Chipotle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we might have Chipotles in Elsian City. Yeah, for oh, sure. We, we just call them something. We call them like pepperoncino or something like that. Oh. <laughs> No, never mind. Not that. <laughs> no, it's a Pizza Hut gift card. Luke, oh yeah, Pizza Hut. It's on its way back. <laughs> no, um, man, it's the glasses got the texture on them. It's, it's an experience. <laughs> what do you mean it's a dentist's office now? <laughs> okay, so um. D- is it possible that Juno would have done some kind of uh, like birthday celebration with her adoptive family, or um, would it have been more like a little more casual, uh, similar to how the Christmas thing went? If you preferring to have your distance in the situation, right? Um, I think she probably went out to dinner with okay. with some of them, you know, just like a because yeah. she didn't see them at, at the Christmas party, right? Uh, like yeah. she normally does. So it was like, hey, do you want to go at least go get dinner with some of the, like, you know, with Adrian and some of the staff? It's like, sure, we can go do that. Why not? Yeah, that sounds, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, you go out, you have like a nice dinner. Um, and the subject has come up of how, um, so the decision to sort of let you off the leash a little bit, mm-hmm. in, at least let you out of the lab, as it were, was made around the time you turned like 18 or 19, right? Right. And you're and you're turning like 20 now, mm-hmm. if I'm recalling. Yep. Um is um still not old enough to drink. That will be we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, um what but, happens when when you're uh you're 21 year old with the powers of a god have a couple too many shots? Who knows? Who knows indeed. Um but um so you know that you are lined up to have like, as I think we mentioned in the previous episode, um, that you're you're basically going to be going through like an evaluation to potentially extend mm-hmm. the whole, you know, the whole right. thing. Yeah, like and this this past year has been like a trial period, and now it's basically like, okay, well we're out of the trial period, and now it's like, is this going to be permanent? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You feel a little less anxious about that just in the process of having the dinner because for one thing, Adrian is actively trying to step back his like overbearing father thing that he's been doing. And so, yeah, so there's all that. Um, But I think like at some point while you are um, like sort of filing out of the restaurant and such, um, I think that like Sherman sort of takes you aside and Sherman's your sort of like kind of older brothery type 
He's got the glasses. Uh, you drew him recently, and he looks a lot more like Otacon than I realized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's canon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got, like, um, the really big glasses, the hair parted yeah. down the middle, just kind of like your your typical kind of dopey researcher-looking yeah. guy. Exactly. He looks like a blonde Otacon, which is also, like, a truly devastating cocktail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, well, yeah, blonde exactly. Otacon, please. <laughs> Bartender, give me a blonde otacon and make it warm. It's going to be a long see, night. I was trying to avoid the piss jokes, but... Oh, no, no, it's I, a white yoga mash. I'll see ya. Okay. Oh, man. This has oh, been the most inscrutable period of this episode. Anyway, so pushing on. So, so he takes you aside and is like, hey, listen. I... How are you feeling about the evaluation? I mean, I, I feel okay, I guess, about it. I don't, I mean, Adrian hasn't really suggested that anything is wrong. Right, right. No, I think here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I just want you to know, okay? Because he he is old enough to drink, and I think he has maybe had like a margarita or two. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly where you are, though I do like the idea that, I don't know, in my head I'm kind of imagining a, <laughs> A, a slightly bougie Mexican place that oh, yeah. I, oh see that's that's, that's, from- that's way better than, than my mental image what I was just thinking it was a return of the Monster Hearts classic Athens Georgia <laughs> <laughs> that's also plausible yeah just like um, a fan, just like an Applebee's style family restaurant where you can get wasted for way too oh, much yeah, money definitely. okay yeah they took you to an Applebee's um, actually no but let's be fair they took you to a Chili's that's that's yeah. Yeah, they did yeah they, so, they have they have to give you access to the good chicken crispers that's yeah. right um anyway he's like so here's the thing I'm I'm not on the board or nothing so Obviously, I don't have a say in any of this, but I have been kind of a snoop recently in eavesdropping on some things from people who are. And so I think, listen, I, I, don't, I don't think you need to worry about getting like reined back in or anything like that. But I do know that with the stuff that's happened recently, the one thing is... Mariam, Mrs. Kumar, Miss Kumar, is she's she's way into the idea of even if you're not like chained to us, setting up some kind of partnership or something. Uh, so just I don't know, be aware of that. You're incredibly marketable right now, and Aww. I say that as a compliment. Um, but but the other thing is because of some of the scale of the stuff that happened recently, and because apparently like they've been kind of checking in with us uh, already, uh, our defense liaison's going to be there. Oh, who's the defense yeah. liaison? What's his name? Her name? Uh, one moment. I'm typing in random color generator. Oh yeah. All oh, right. Yes, uh-huh. of course. And it's just giving me hex codes. Come on. Oh. Let's say Sage. Ooh. Oh, Sage is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, hold on. I just need to be looking at a picture of the. And listeners, if, 
If we, if we already had a sage, no, we didn't. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we don't. No, we haven't. Um, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, someone from Aegis named Agent Sage. Okay. Well, I'll I'll try to be ready for them. Thanks, Sherman. He just gives you like a big thumbs up and like, and then like <laughs> puts his like puts a finger up to his to his mouth and like a sh- sign that looks incredibly goofy considering how inebriated he is at this stage. That's correct. <laughs> but, um, and that's double stuff. So you are aware that not only are you going to be uh, sort of under the scrutiny of uh, Asterion, uh, it looks like. Your recent very good friends, Aegis, are going to be potentially involved. Great. So there's that to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we just had ourselves a, a semi-recent encounter with Aegis that didn't mm-hmm. go great. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm sure it'll be mm-hmm. fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Now, jumping over to people um, who've got problems going on in their life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Luke. Oh, yes. Oh, that could have gone anywhere. That's true. That's true. The spotlight just swings around for a second. Luke. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Big facts. So, you've been trying to track down Luca, and the last time you did so, it led to a confrontation that was um, overall not great. Right. And and it ended in... um, Luca uh, stealing some fancy space compounds that could be used to hinder or harm someone with your power set and heavily implied that she's going to use it to off uh, Harold. Sorry, what's his, I, I forget. What's his last name? Oh my goodness, it's been a minute. Um... It's okay. I'll, AKA Photon Man um, with it. And implied that that's sort of part of she, that she's doing it for her sake, partially because he's trying to track her down, and also for your sake, implying that something about him is the reason she's as messed up and sad as she is now. Aww. Yeah. Um, yeah, he so, gives that impression certainly. <laughs> um. So I remember oh, I found when it. I was sorry, oh. Harold Kincaid. Kincaid. Ah, that's a good one. Okay. Um, ah, I feel bad. I couldn't remember that because I had to think it up. <laughs> it's a, happens to me all the time. Um, so when I was talking with you about that in figuring out the framing of this, like obviously you're still trying to hunt her down, but um, you don't plan on outright telling anyone about what she has planned? Well, that's the thing. Um, so... I feel like uh, a... Has the has the Prismium heist just, like, not gone reported? Is the company keeping it under wraps? Because that would... Um inform things a little bit like is this something that would have crossed Harold's radar already um I think 
I think what what has happened is that the pris they know that the prismium has been stolen, but because she like did some shit to the security systems, people don't actually know who stole it. Okay. So so like he's probably he's probably aware got like a notification on his phone like oh someone stole a bunch of my kryptonite. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he probably has his suspicions, but there's, you know, it is uh for, for now. In fact, I think that in fact, I think if you are like if you're going to like meet up with him, we may find him like looking over that in information and being saying something along the lines of like yeah i wonder who's buying that huh yeah okay but it's not like there's exactly a shortage of people who'd want to take advantage of me being in town that's true but it uh i think you're right i think uh luca being in town and the prismium going missing at the same time are likely related um Luca's actually why I wanted to come talk to you. Uh, well, I've been trying to figure out what happened with Luca, and it's uh, I've been having a real hard time. People are real tight-lipped about it, and so I sort of didn't want to come to this, but I'm, I want your side of things, Dad. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh shit! Is that is that something that you actually like have called him before? Um, probably not in a while. Uh, well, definitely man. not in a while. Far, far more recent from uh, Luke's perspective than Harold's. Yeah, then it definitely like it sort of like visibly hits him. Like at first, he looks like um, <laughs> I, I think he, he looks sort of shocked and then like sort of angry because like he's. Because there's a part of him that's sort of been like, man, that kid used to call me dad. Like, I miss that. <laughs> but then when you actually do it, he's immediately like, oh, you're so you're fucking with me, huh? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a there's like a, almost a, a a gag panel a little bit where like dad comes out of the text box and the word dad is like visibly poking him in the forehead and very clearly <laughs> looks uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Let's see, I'm just scrolling up a little bit to get something, because this is something we chatted about recently, so I figured it would be helpful for me to be looking at that. Oh, yeah, sure. He sort of, I think he, like, turns back to, like, look at you, and he says, Well, he stopped calling me that a good while before it uh, actually happened. He sort of he sits down heavy. I'm not 100% sure where you are in this case. I think like he's been working with Aegis so but I don't think he'd be at like their base or whatever. Maybe I think he's like probably got his own just office. Yeah, probably. Like the, maybe would it make sense for him to actually just have an office like at just like the I was going to say, like, at the Exemplar's Tower, but then I realized he might still just, like, own property in Halcyon. That Probably was, owns, like, a like, condo or something, right? I was yeah, going to yeah. say, like, like Halcyon isn't 
It, Halcyon's independent, right? Or is it like actually part of the United States? It's part of the United States. I don't okay, because I was gonna say like here, state. I was gonna say like I mean there could honestly just be like literally this is this is the the this is like one of the city offices or whatever where it's just we have guest rooms for people who are for liaisons to come do work. That's a good right? point. Yeah, like so we have meeting rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just like oh hey, this guy's over here from Delaware. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, we don't got to worry too much about the specifics. You're in some kind of a, you know, furnished place. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he's, and he, he sits down, um, has sort of an expression, like he's sort of like turning something unpleasant over in his mouth. Um, like Luke's bracing himself. For and like he's got the grain of salt ready, but like he's got to hear something from someone. Yeah. Um, let's see. How would he actually say this? Because we we talked over like what it actually uh, to, like to to be upfront. How exactly did Luca become Lady Photon? Is something that I kind of intentionally kept vague to myself, even so that I would have opportunities to, you know take whatever direction is dramatically appropriate. Mm-hmm. But by now I do have like a solid approach, but it's not like one thing happened and then you changed. It was I guess it must have started just a year or so maybe after your last memory of things. Honestly, sometimes when I've thought about it, I thought that it had started before then. But it was it was the 90s, and there was that whole movement of people getting disillusioned with the hero scene and turn into vigilantes or worse and you started getting drawn into that and I tried to you know steer you away from it because you were also becoming a young man and I was getting ready to you know pass the torch as it were but it seemed like the harder I pulled the more you pulled away and in addition to that, he, like, sort of shifts again, and you can tell he's sort of, like, you know, he's uncomfortable. I mean, I mean you know, you... It, it's not like... It's not like she got hit by a ray that turned her into a girl, you know? Uh, no, no, I imagine that's not what happened. Right. And so around the same time as all the anti-hero stuff, there was the other stuff that would make becoming Photon Man. You you didn't, you didn't want any part of it, seemed like. And... Mm. Maybe I could have done a better job. I don't think that's any excuse 
to do yeah. half the shit she did. Hey, no, I'm look. Oh, okay. Um, I want to thank you for being upfront with me. Um, just genuinely, I'm. I guess I gotta look into the '90s now. <laughs> I, really, okay, so, I thought I had a pretty good grip on the 90s you entry in your thought uh, cabinet the 90s well, oh, so uh, I can actually so I don't want to have to actually just send you off on like another like little no, research okay. thing so but I can I can give you a little con- additional context there which yeah, is like, like so tell me more you about would the have hero yeah. movement yeah um so um this is sort of like the thing that we established near the start of like the world building thing but like to sort of pan out in a more meta sort of way, the nineties is when in the sort of weird timeline we've got going on here was sort of the peak of like the bronze age of comics as it were. So um, like the Punisher's big, you got the Punisher's big, like um, even, even guys on Spider-Man. Exactly. You've got um, even in like sort of, you've got heroes for hire. You have, um, no, I've never seen anyone else talk about this as like a as like a reference point for the Bronze Age, but I always think about Green Lantern and Green Arrow teaming up and just having a bunch of incredibly political adventures. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, What's in the Bronze Age? Everyone was playing Vampire the Masquerade, so you know they're all like That was cynical. a little uh, a little a little bit later than that in terms of like um Here's the thing: in ter- the actual Bronze Age was in like the seventies. Um, I say so. Just, like nothing else happened for a long time. <laughs> yeah, the, there's arguably comic scholars kind of talk about the the Iron Age being like the eighties yeah. and nineties, but it's yeah. it's vague. Yeah, it, it is vague, and like, but but even even that stuff, if we're going to meld that in a little bit, that's also you know some big cynical hero stuff. So like, oh, yeah. this is some like you would have been familiar like. I think, and he's even a part of it, you know? Like, he, when he was a hero, he was not a big, shiny, like, golden age. Yeah, 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 Photon Man. Um, When when he was in his prime, he was still, he was significantly, like, you know, grittier than his his own predecessors, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he may be, like, sort of, he, he probably brings up something like, you know, when I was that age, I obviously was a little, you know, rough around, rough the, around edges. the edges. <laughs> but like, my mentor reined me back, and it made me the successful man I am today. <laughs> and you get to see him looking incredibly miserable, like in yeah. his like suit and his like little U.S. flag lapel pin that he has mm-hmm. at all times. He has that. Um, I feel like he must have that thing where like when someone's wearing a shirt collar that's like a little bit too tight for them and you can kind of mm-hmm. see their the, the 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 fat rolls on the back of their the neck kind of like peeking over the back of the collar uh-huh. right like he yeah. just looks miserable yeah <laughs> and there's probably um, like but he a, won't admit it especially not to himself <laughs> yeah exactly and and there's probably like a photo of Ronald Reagan like over his shoulder <laughs> entirely in his office yeah Photo of Ronald Reagan, but with like funerary incense under it. Oh, that's that's a step too far, though. It did though it did make me realize that like Photon Man definitely did like meet 
Ronald Reagan oh, at yeah. some point oh, during like, a picture on his desk with them shaking know? hands. He's so oh, fucking yeah, one, proud. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I remember when Ronald Reagan told me I had to go and stop the sons of the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I had to fucking soak up all the energy in that field of sunflowers to do it. Luke just like, damn, I didn't know we were allowed to reference him in this show. Uh, sorry, I just I had not been I had been one of the reference points for for Harold had been Batman Beyond Bruce Wayne. Yeah, 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 yeah. I realized yeah. there's a little bit that Dark Knight Rises Bruce Wayne in there too, I guess. Well, I guess no wait, no, because the opposite, because I was talking about Superman. The, anyway, I'm way too sidetracked. Anyway, two sides of the same coin. But yeah, so you, you've you've gotten your like yeah you got you got a sense of what's going on like she def like and but to back up a little bit, I suspect based on what I've heard from Luke so far that like Luke e- even before like even when he remembers of being back then, you're at least on the periphery and aware of the, the more sort of like anti-authoritarian. Um, superhero, more cynical, maybe a little more gloves off superhero, anti-hero movement that was going on at the time. And yeah. clearly, like, you and like, even though you 100% see yourself just, you know, d- by default winding up in that space, you are aware of what it was. And then also, as he sort of implied, it appears that he only got his, that Photon Man's uh, attempts to rein you back from that, and his attempts to, um, uh, like reconcile or deal or what, however he perceived it with, um, your, uh, you know, your trans coming out as trans. Yeah, exactly. Coming out as trans in the nineties, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, he he hasn't. You you can press him a little bit more, but he has at least given you the like. Uh, hopefully, I I yeah, mean to give the, you the overview. Yeah, I've got the broad strokes, but uh, mm-hmm. Luke does have one more question. It's like, okay. Uh, okay, do you know anything about Bernhardt? Luca seems to care a lot about Bernhardt. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it came up before. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think about whether or not he would have fought him once or twice. I think he was a, more of a Silver Age guy. So I think, like, I only ever actually dealt with Bernhardt back when I was a photon boy. Um, but he was... I don't know, he was a villain. His whole spiel that he would give was that us superheroes... All we did was uphold a, what was the word he used, like a corrupt status quo, and he was going to burn away the dead wood and all that crap. He kept trying to, like, kill the mayor or uh, burn down old statues. Well, melt down old statues because of the way metal works. Mm -hmm. Um, Except for the one a wood man. He did try to burn that down. (laughs) (laughs) Try to take out a bank or two a couple of times. The damn, his, his accent's kind of shifting a little bit. I'm not sure how far south this guy is. Um, <laughs> the, the little that's dot on the map. Of campaign he's in. That's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah he, he could be as southern as he does or doesn't want to be, and it would be in character. Mm. I think. Yeah. Um, he, he, and he just you know, um, 
he, he sort of like waves dismissively and is like, they all think they're the real heroes. But he, I guess, was a little more charismatic about it and the fact that, you know, he wound up dying to protect the city. Yeah. Kind of made people think that the all the nonsense he said before that had a little more weight than it did. Huh. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. And, uh... Luke is definitely going to go uh, Google Bernhardt a lot later. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Maybe fall down some unfortunate rabbit holes. Who knows? Let's find out. Entirely that. possible, yes. But you still have the objective of finding Luca, too, on top yeah. of Yeah. Um, and and uh, for that, uh, obviously, we've got to get around to everyone else, but Luke might just have to call a team meeting. Okay. Don't worry. I've actually... We're getting there. Yes. Um, just imagining the the gag panel of like his search history later. It's just like Bernhardt, Bernhardt, the truth, Bernhardt, Chapo Trap House. <laughs> <laughs> what do the tall socks mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, then um, let's see. With that established, um, let's go over to Pippa. Um, you have a very similar goal to Luke, which is you're trying to track down Nine Lives Mark Seven Lishat, the Among other dangerous, things, yeah. The, yeah, the dangerous, yeah, the dangerous quadrupedal assassin robot, who, as you far as you know, is still in town. Um, and so, we don't have to dive too into details, but like, what's your general approach um, to that presently? Like, wh- what do, what do we if we're going to like jump into you doing that uh what what will you be doing uh i think it is uh there's a lot of like because i think part of her approach to this is she's trying to stay like relatively low profile and it not be obvious that she's specifically looking for uh mark seven because she doesn't want to like spook him right um but i feel like what she's doing is a lot of like taking buses around and just sort of like remotely hacking into like parking lot cameras and this, that, or the (laughs) other, and just like scanning them to see if she's been sighted anywhere. Right. Okay. So she's doing like a really slow, broad sweep of like any trail that, that Mark seven might've left on surveillance. Gotcha. Um, here's an idea I like, I knew Uh how I was going to do this and then now it is pivoted. So I think, I think like, as you are like, I like the idea of you like you like gather up all this data and then you pour over it like back at your base, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that as you're like looking over stuff, um, you um, wind. Uh, you just look at this big thing. Just you know, I imagine it's like multiple screens at once. You know. Uh, yeah, there, there's the a one, there's definitely a screen, at least one screen that has like what is clearly Pippa workshopping T-shirt designs on it as well. <laughs> well, on all like the different feeds you're reviewing at once, um, and maybe like Una's sort of helping out with just some stuff, like just like like automatically searching like frame by frame for silhouettes and stuff, um, and you're like going over false positives, some of this, oh, that's just an actual cat and all that. That's, that's <laughs> a motorcycle. Um, oh, that's a different anthropoid cat robot in Mark 7, actually. There, are, there is one. There's probably <laughs> one of those. <laughs> um, but eventually, in some, like, incredibly minor 
out of the place thing. I want to say just like in like sort of like you said, like a like that's like shows just like what was like an empty parking garage or something. And then um, uh, Mark seven, which as we've said before is like a giant sort of robotic felinid shape. Um, just, just walks directly onto screen and like walks up to the camera and looks into it. Um, and I think that like the can I think that the that that screen probably doesn't have like an audio feed or something. So instead, like, I like the idea that we haven't talked up much about like what his head looks like at least the feeling it head mm-hmm. um i'm imagining it being kind of like pared down and stylized not unlike you know the the is it is it crying wolf laughing wolf a crying wolf i believe right. uh, I, I definitely imagine it being very simple it's one of those things where yeah, I, ima- yeah. I kind of imagine it having like and this might be part of it it's like very uh it's not spherical exactly, but it's very right. like rounded, simple shapes, and it just has a single red eye on the outside. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I was to say my immediate mental image I got. I don't know if it's the same for you. Is it flashing something in Morse code? Yes, yes. Uh, I was trying to figure out how exactly to communicate, but, uh, but yeah, it flashes in Morse code, and I think that what it says is, um, I think what it says is, clearly, I have your attention. You have my attention too. Let's meet and talk about it. And he gives you like some coordinates in town. Oh, dangerous. Yes, incredibly. (laughs) Um, And, and I think that's probably all we need for that actually. And like, cause how you respond is going to be tied up in the move. But if if there's anything you want to do about your immediate response to that, then. Yeah. Uh, I think Una, I think Pippa is just like, hey, Una, assuming I come back from this alive, remind me that I still did promise you I was going to help out with that whole catfishing thing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm getting the sense that I'd rather be doing that right now, but uh, I was struggling with I guess. Uh, um, okay. So, um, so, yeah, that... Uh, that, that's that's a good place to sort of cut away. And finally, we get to Pate. Now, Pate, we didn't mm-hmm. leave with you with much on your immediate plate in quite the same way as the others. But you did have a lot to think about uh, after the previous uh, set of sessions, correct? Especially True. thinking about rivals. Yeah, um, Pate's, uh, Pate has been uh, been thinking about um the the sort of the interaction that she had with uh with vaporwave aka don jr mm-hmm. um versus uh what it, the immortal was up to with don cumulus and uh she's she's questioning some things about her mentors uh, uh methods maybe gotcha so what so i think a way to sort of examine that is that uh, like a lot of superheroes, well, the thing is you're in the Exemplar's Tower. There's going to be like an entire wing dedicated to like the trophy room, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that so makes sense. I think if you wanted to like get sort of like a an introspective view of uh, the Immortal's career uh, fighting people and what sort of people he's been fighting, uh, that's probably a good place to start. Um, it's I think it's like the fact that you are like I, I when I was thinking about this, I was weighing um, how how high security this would be because on one hand the trophy room sounds like a real like this is where we take like the the tour like the tours you know uh (laughs) it's like it's it's like sort of the promotional museum vibe but at the same time there probably is some dangerous stuff they have locked up there too well in, Um, in the the classic uh the classic model of like the Avengers Mansion or the uh, the Hall of Justice, um, the, there usually is a trophy room that is weirdly open, um, but usually has some sort of like secretive security measures or like uh, it's like oh well this this glass case isn't really a glass case it's actually like you know Thanagarian uh, crystal right and, okay. it's, and you know Mr. Miracle helped build the, the, <laughs> the security system around it and whatever and there's secret gotcha. lasers everywhere and that kind of stuff okay yeah that works so I think I think probably then like the um, I think probably you're close to sort of like the ground floor then on the tower there's this there's a lot to the tower and you've probably been like in less than like a third of it. Sure. Um, um, but uh, yeah, you you just sort of like go down to check that out. I think like I think there's like maybe a whole floor or something just dedicated to like that's like the museum, and like half of it is stuff dedicated to former exemplar members, and the other half is dedicated to like just you know. Of villains that they fought um that makes sense and there's definitely a lot of stuff that's like um just like oh this is stuff that like the whole team had to bring down there's i'm trying to think about uh stuff off the top of my head there's like a there's like a giant kaiju skull or something oh um, sick that would definitely be in there there's like a I th- there's probably like a very impressive diorama of like the the first exemplars doing their first fight like the the Avengers fighting Loki, you know, not the movie version, the comic version, right. um, which I don't say because I think it's necessarily better, but I'm saying because they look goofier. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, not absolutely. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. It's the one that looks like he's in a diving bell. Um, absolutely. But then um, when you push past like the initial stuff, there are groups sort of, it is stuff sort of classified by like, who like individual heroes and that sort of thing. And so, you know, you get, um, I imagine the immortals would be quite big just because of his legacy. It, it, it definitely is. Um, I think like, there's probably like some notes about like, Oh, like there's this, this and this, but it's like on loan to the Smithsonian or something like that. <laughs> of course. Um, so like, you don't get the Rosetta st- stone too. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got like a lot of, stuff that like predates when he was on the exemplars also because like he didn't get in on the ground floor of the superhero business he joined in on the silver generation um mm-hmm. so it's mostly focused on stuff that happened after that but like obviously there's like um 
There's like a flask of Greek fire. Exactly. Yeah. There's that. There's um. Did you did you say what specific time period he's like originally like was born in or whatever? I forget the exact century. I just know that he was like an act. He was a literal Persian immortal. So whenever those guys were doing stuff, gotcha. I think there's like uh, <laughs> there's like several different stakes that were driven into Dracula's heart and stuff. <laughs> I think you know what maybe if if we're saying if we think the book is canon, then I think that maybe like the original like Bowie knife and cookery are there. Yeah. Like, very carefully preserved. Um like donations from the Harker Harper Harker family or something like that. <laughs> um got like a book he rescued from like the burning of the library of Baghdad. <laughs> something yeah. And then just, you know, a bunch of a bunch of weird like sci-fi thing. There's like right. a there's like a Nazi robot or something like that. <laughs> um, just like a lot of stuff. And like, I think the main sort of impression you get about it is like, there's sort of a weird mix of like, well, I can understand why he just kind of lets loose on these guys. Cause they are like vampires and Nazi robots and stuff. But there, I think there are also some weird sort of like bittersweet things like, Oh, this alien just wanted to return to his home planet, but it would have incinerated Earth's atmosphere to do it. So this is a weird little memorial to him or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I like those. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God, I just read an EC comic about that. Anyways. Uh, uh, definitely imagining Pate seeing the Nazi robot and just wondering to herself if that was one of Pippa's or not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She's, she's got a hard enough as it is. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, but, but I think as you're looking over this and sort of weighing it, you see something that like makes you do a double take because what you see is, um, I think a lot of this stuff is just like things that are accompanied by like sort of mannequins or statues, like representations of the various villains, you know? Uh huh. And I, but like, this is in like a, it's in like a glass case and it is a very old-fashioned but clearly very well-wrought spear tipped with, like, um, what looks like very fancy bronze. I think if we, like, read up on it, it would be, like, actually orichalcum or something. Um, but wrapped around it is cloth, and while it's faded, it bears a pattern that you recognize. Oh, because it this is this is the tartan of a clan that was present in your home. Oh shit. Oh. Okay. And uh like you, you immediately go over to the panel <laughs> and you start like reading it the, the 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 picture you see of the guy um from like old pictures is um pro- like it's probably jarring to go from the the familiarity to this because what you see is like an eight foot tall dude with like sparse a sparse covering of fur um except for his head which instead of hair he's got like he's got like this wild head of like leaves and like plant matter to form sort of like a wild mane and his like he's got little claws on the end of his hands um his face is like um his face is sort of animalistic in a like 90s television prosthetics sort of way (laughs) like it's not like full-on animal headed but he's got sort of the thing they do where like the teenage werewolf 
a little he's bit. Like, yeah. He's I like, like Hannibal from the Muppets. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> not at all. I'm not going to yes and shit. Um, he's, he's got the thing where, like, to make someone's nose look more, like, make someone's nose look sort of more like an animal's snout, they sort of, like, square it out, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, and he might have like a cleft lip type situation yes, yes, going on. Exactly, he does actually. He I looks s- not unlike the television Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Oh yeah, instantly yeah. understand. Okay. Yeah, um, and uh, his name is. Um, I'll probably going to. I might mispronounce this because this is something I got from looking up some Scottish folklore. Folklore, but it's a uh, budach, uh, b o d a c h. Um, sounds about right. Actually, right. But let me actually look something up real quick. Bodoc. 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 Yeah. Um, Bodoc Horseman. I love that show. <laughs> he's uh, he's specifically yeah he's referred to as Bodoc the Eternal. Um, and oh, it cool. noted like oh one of the another villain who predated the founding of Halcyon City was the was Bodoc the Eternal, who had clashed with the uh, with the immortal. Uh, over the course of two centuries and it sort of like, and it's uh, like even before, like, like to sort of give a broad sweep thing is that this is a guy who was butting heads with the immortal even before he became a superhero, but he did sort of wind up showing up again as like sort of a proper supervillain type as it were. Um, Cool. It's sort of weird when you're just sort of like a weird monster or something in like history times. You're just kind of a weird monster, but if you start doing it in the context of superheroes, you become a super villain. That's a weird thing to think about. Um, <laughs> anyway, the transformed playbook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hold on. Uh, oh man, I bet Gorox wishes that uh, he was around for this guy. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think. Um, <laughs> In, in terms of like what this guy got up to, I think he like the 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 plaque is not the most in depth thing actually. So sure, um, actually yeah. So like I think it very briefly goes over that. Like oh yeah, this is his spear that like the uh, that the immortal like like took from him. So if you want to like learn more about it, you're going to have to ask the immortal. And that's actually something I'm going to make you roll for if you want to just cut to the immortal talking to you about. Oh shit yeah. Oh um, yeah. Okay. And, I think yeah, I like, think he like takes a moment though before and like kind of has yeah. a just a like a long stare, and there's like there in in the panel that I'm seeing it's like actually her reflection in the glass. Yes, looking mm-hmm. at the spear and like she she's troubled. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so then I it cuts to um, I think that. I think it cuts to like you're in the gym and in the background you can see like uh, Annabelle Kane is like like really going to town on like a treadmill or something like that and um the immortal is doing like one-handed chin uh, like put pull-ups or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, <laughs> like no, there's, this is maybe just a little too much. I love the idea of him doing uh, chin-ups with one hand and like lifting a dumbbell with the other one. No, totally. <laughs> that absolutely be a thing you'd be doing. Yeah. Um, I think. I think also Annabelle Kane should be like on a giant hamster wheel, like a mechanical <laughs> hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a treadmill that's like a circle, and it's like this is not necessary. Yeah. But, exactly. <laughs> Well, you, th- you think that, but then she 
runs fast enough to do a loop de loop on the hamster wheel. And you're really <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's fucking it's fucking wild. And you know the suspension on that thing would be going like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Um anyway. Um and yeah, so like he, he keeps doing that and he's like, Oh yes, the Badakh. He was uh wait no. Badakh the immortal. He was a uh, no sorry. He's the immortal. Badak the Eternal. He was a real piece of work. Uh, <laughs> um, you could, from what you saw, you could tell he was obviously big and strong. No slouch with a weapon. And on top of that, he had some uh, some magic on his hands. He wasn't exactly a wizard. He kept on referring to uh, patrons that he would supposedly get magic from. And that's sort of where a lot of the trouble came from with him. He would always be looking to steal artifacts, enact some kind of dastardly rite, commit a sacrifice, all looking for more power from whatever dark forces empowered him. And, well, I was able to stop him most of the time, but, I mean, I don't know if it's sending the plaque. The man killed Prince Albert. Oh, shit. Did he, did he ever from? say where he came from? Uh, well, based, I mean, by the language, I could deduce that he was Celtic, but he would always say something about not from around here. And he sort of like stops and like is sort of like reflecting. I think at this point he like he like drops down, but he doesn't stop the dumbbell, you know. So he's just doing the one now while he's <laughs> thinking. Um, always seemed to act like going home wasn't really an option to him, and obviously it's something that I would have liked to know more about. But like I said, it's not like I had a lot of opportunities to listen. You saw me fighting with. Uh, Mr. Cumulus, uh, this fellow was uh, not n- not quite as uh, gregarious, as it were. Once ran me straight through with a whaling harpoon. I, I can, I can. Uh, she's, she's, she is uh, thinking. She is thinking hard, and... Uh, uh, let's see. I think she she kind of like runs runs like her her hand through her hair a little bit. And she, she's like, um, I I think that I I may need to look at his uh, at his spear just to just to confirm some things. Uh there's some. Di- I don't talk much about where I came from, either. Because well, he a, stops. Yeah, he stops lifting now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wee bit hard to 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 explain, and I worried that if I say the wrong thing, there might be consequences. He raises an eyebrow at that. And I think he says something along the lines of, well, 
I'm not going to pry, but I think we could sort that out. And he like, he stops, he like looks, he sees how like troubled you are by this. And he says, would you like to meet him? Uh, I I would. Okay. Yes. Well, I think I can make that happen because he's in jail. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the old folks' home. He's playing Scrabble every Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd like to meet him. Well, all right then. I doubt Aegis will be excited about that, but uh, I, I, it's not like we haven't had to go and question imprisoned supervillains about various mysteries before. I, if it will help you, then I think it's the right thing to do. And then, um, yeah, that's actually, that is... That's the last one. I already did Pippa. <laughs> um, right. That's right. So, um, you all have these things in front of you, and I think that um, because because none of these are things that are being thrown at you immediately, but are things that you're going to have to deal with, I think you're going to have a chance to meet and talk over things. Um, and, and even if you don't, um, well... You know what? Rather than getting stuck in the fiction, uh, let's just focus on the mechanics because it's time. It's time for the love letters. Ooh, it's time yeah. for the actual love letter move. Okay. Um, and the role itself is actually the simplest thing that I have done yet. <gasps> Everybody, roll with superiority. Oh fuck! Oh no! Oh, you. If I was playing, if I was playing the brain right, this would be a cinch. <laughs> I, however, am playing the brain in a stupid way because I have problems. All so right. Sweet, sure. oh, okay. This, well, I keep saying I've been wanting to fail more rolls. This isn't provoking Woo! someone or assessing a situation. I don't get the. Uh, I rolled like condition. shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. No, I think this is just a raw superior role, right? Yeah, yeah it's just All a raw right. superior role. Oh, that yeah. was bad. Oh, no. Oh. All right. Okay, oh, here wait, we go. Welcome to the club, Luke. Oh, welcome oh to God. the club, Pete. Oh, 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 Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> Juno, please, you have to escape it. Wait, wait, oh, wait, that's right, my fucking, uh, my, my keyboard is still fucked up. Uh, hold on. Someone has to get a seven to nine, at least, please. Two D, six. Minus two. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh fuck! No. Oh my god! <laughs> no. uh, for the listeners oh, at home, every single one of us got a six or less on that roll. Yeah, it was three, five, two, and six. Yeah, well, Jesus Christ, that was a massacre. Um, <laughs> everybody mark potential. Congratulations. That's a good point. Yes, everybody mark potential. Oh boy! Yay! Yay! I got my fourth Yay! advance. Yay! Hell yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to reveal the um I'm I'm going to reveal uh the consequences of this role, oh, which is geez. everybody hold one. Uh-huh. You have one hold that you can spend, and I'm going to post in the masks uh in the Halcyon City chant how you can spend that hold. Oh no. Okay. 
Hold on one moment. I'm going to just paste this, but I'm also just going to read it out for the sake of the listeners. Sure. Okay, so you may spend your hold one-to-one to cross out any bullet points for yourself or your teammates. Spending oh. hold to cross out a teammate's bullet point does not mean that you directly address the problem in fiction, but it does mean that you assist them in some way. So, Juno, you can convince Asterion to extend your independence indefinitely, but you have to cut some deals, you miss an opportunity for heroism, and Aegis makes a move questioning you. For Luke, you can track Luca down to her hideout, but she knows that you're coming. Harold is there too, and Aegis makes a move following you. Oh my god. Pate, you can meet with Badach and learn more about your origin, but the Immortal tries to rein you in. You have to enter the high security cell block. Oh. Aegis makes a move hampering you. And finally, Pippa, you can set up a time and place to meet with Lashat, but... You are in his crosshairs. Titantron is involved. Aegis makes a move implicating you. Oh, shit. So. This is great. Uh, each of you have one <laughs> yeah, thing so that you good. can spend. So either there's two situations here. Either we play this as directly as possible, and each of you will spend one of your hold to alleviate uh, one of your issues and then have to deal with the other two. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say... Um, I am now incredibly glad that I reeled back my original plan to give each of you four bullet points each. Um, I, <laughs> yeah. I really overestimated how good your roles would be. Um, <laughs> even even without the pen. So like, to, to be clear, like just to go over stuff, I chose this because I knew that everyone here had a bad superior role. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I, like everyone is minus one except for Juno who's minus two. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so this will work out. So either you either you take off one of those things and you have to deal with the other two, or if you wanted to, multiple people could deal with the full consequences of their situation, but help out someone else um, so that they could have um, th- so they could potentially have all of su- like two or more of their things dealt with. Uh, I can already tell you for free that Pippa's going to do that second one. Because oh. for me as a player, uh, Pippa is in the crosshairs, Titantron's involved, and Aegis is going to get on her ass are all, to me, extremely fun consequences to have to deal with. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so I, I'm, I'm okay with making her... Because also, like I think narratively, too, she does need to get a little bit of direct comeuppance for the thing that she did. Mm-hmm. Right? That makes sense. Yes. So okay. like, I, I'm absolutely letting her three ride. Okay, wow. Unless someone else decides to pop in and give a charity donation. Yeah, and I technically can't stop anyone from doing that. But from my perspective, I'm not spending any I'm not spending my one point to reduce Pippa's at all because I like the idea of her getting uh beaten up a little bit or worse. Okay. Makes sense. Um Oh boy, okay. Oh boy. I I think that I'm gonna spend a hold to help Luke. And I think it's going to be that uh, I'm going to cross out Aegis makes a move following you. This should should be between the family. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And not get messier than it already is because that's all the Aegis does is make a mess. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similarly, Pippa's going to spend hers to cancel out Aegis moving on Juno. 
Uh, because I did kind of already imagine Pippa do, putting in some effort to, like, make some kind of, like, contribution of argument for why Juno should be free anyway. Mm-hmm. And I sense. like the idea that she has provided, basically, like, to what extent it is possible, her argument for why the monitoring doesn't need to be so tight and kind of cutting out any Aegis uh, interest out from under out from under it completely. Okay. Okay. So that means Juno and Luke have their yeah. pips that they can spend. Yeah. Well, um, Luke is going to spend his one hold to keep Pate from having to go into the high security cell block. Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh, but that would be so cool. But it's okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but what if you get trapped in there? Names. But then what if you get trapped in there? Hmm? What if we get trapped in there? It's badass. No, it's cool. Look, I, <laughs> look, I can't have my giant girlfriend becoming like the boss of like super women's prison. Why not? <laughs> I'm never going to get in there. <laughs> look, 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 clear, clearly Luke starts being a girl at some point. <laughs> You get there, bunch of girl. You got it. That's right. Well, this is how we find out that Luca transgender specifically because she had a g- girlfriend in prison. <laughs> you and I never made it to jail, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Well, no, that's safe. Let's see. Does Juno want to be a little selfish? Everybody else is so. Everybody else is <laughs> each other. You all put me in a situation where I have to be selfish. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I like that though. Again, it's 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 game is narrative, right? Because it's right. Uh, Pippa uh, realizing they fucked up so bad that they are maybe overcompensating by putting themselves in mortal danger. But hey, at least Juno's fine. <laughs> we had this conversation about mortal danger before though um yeah but like you know i think i think there's a part of people that sincerely believes that there's absolutely no way that that lashat would just try to kill them right <laughs> they have no reason to believe that but they absolutely just believe that <laughs> uh, i'm gonna take Fine, I'm gonna take one for myself. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I am. Yeah. Um, you miss an opportunity for heroism. Okay. I will take that one off. I will willfully cut some deals with the Starian, though. Okay, cool. So, just to overview, the situation here is that Juno can convince the Starian to extend her independence indefinitely, but you'll have to cut some deals. Luke um, can track Luca down to her hideout, but and also. Because she doesn't miss an opportunity for heroism, that implies that there will be an opportunity for heroism for it to complete, so that'll be fun. Um, Luke can track Luca down to her hideout, but Harold is there too, and she knows that you're coming. Um, Pete can meet with Budak to learn more about her origin, but the immortal tries to rein her in, and Aegis will make a move hampering her. And Pippa um, can set up a time and place me with the shot, but uh, she's in the, the crosshairs, <laughs> Titan Shrine is involved, and Aegis makes a move implicating you. Um... So we can actually, I, I think we should, I think this episode will end before we actually go and do any of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like those, those four, like managing those four scenes could be an episode all on its own. Honestly, it sounds like it's one, going to get into it. <laughs> 100%. It may be more than one episode, <laughs> depending on how things shake out. Sure. Um, but um, one thing I just wanted to uh touch base on with that is that the way things are set up these can actually just kind of go in whatever order we want 
And if characters wanted to like come along and like accompany each other for any of these things, that is on the table. So, or alternatively, you could all just do these things independently and simultaneously. So mm-hmm. does anyone have any preferences about how we go about doing this? Because again, this is a situation where I don't know how open Pip is going to be about stuff, like, given what we've established, but like you have the opportunity to do like a team meeting and like make game plans for things, which I imagine might be like, I, I like the idea of having like sort of a top down view of you and your like shared living room talking about like, Oh my God, all this shit and <laughs> trying mm-hmm. to work out ways to help out each other. Uh, I do think that my, my, cause I, I thought I was just thinking about this already for Pippa. Cause we had talked a bit about like, if we were going to be doing uh, whatever our moves were solo or not. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Pippa's perspective, because this is a meetup, right. Uh, there's a thing where it's like Pippa will probably go to the meeting by herself, but would want someone to be in the area. Like okay. ta- having someone tap to be like, if she can like just make an emergency signal, like, Hey, I need you. I'm in danger. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> Makes um, a lot of sense. I think that can be Juno's job because then that is like an opportunity for heroism. If that's kind that's, of what that's like, true, you know, if that's yeah. how things, if that's how that works out. out. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, 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 could, I could sync up. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Those could, those could sync up because Juno has the least like stuff going against her compared to everybody else. It means she's the most available to help out Pippa in wow. that like moment. I think that works out narratively and in the game. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Do you think that Luke would be forthcoming with uh, what Luke's up to? Yeah, I think uh, Luke has been uh, sitting on this for too long, and he's kind of started to feel bad about it, especially since Pate was, like, like offering to help last episode. Plus, he he needs help being able to uh, track Luke down. Like, I know mechanically I have the love letter result, but I figure yeah. in setting, I probably need Pippa to make me something. <laughs> Which is happening a lot, but that sounds right. I do love the the interaction between Luke and Pippa, where it's like very like traditional superhero, like, hey, you're smart, make a thing for me, because I need to go do some crap. <laughs> Here's the thing, Pippa is extremely happy with that relationship, because it yeah. makes them feel like they're actually contributing something to the team. <laughs> Yeah. It's very Brainiac Five, like Legion of Superheroes. Oh, yeah. I love it. I like. I, I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll ever get to it, or like it's not likely to come up at this point. But I like the idea that Luke does like does actually ask Pippa about the Prismium, right? Because like, yeah. it's something you mentioned last time. Pippa's like, yeah, I know plenty about it, but I don't remember why. <laughs> which means that I think I have a good idea why I know a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I need to yeah. track. Somebody's making it artificially, and I need to track it down. Oh, also that blue shift detector. Um, he holds it up. I since Luke ha- had to like blue shift himself. I don't know if the detector is destroyed or if it could survive that sort of <laughs> relativistic speed. I like the idea that it's like just wrecked, and Luke's like, "Oh yeah, here." Pippa probably has to be like, "Oh yeah, hold on, I need to replace something." It stopped sparking a couple hours ago, so it's probably fine. Sorry, she was moving really fast, and I had to get in front of her. You know how it is. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's why I made this one on the cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I was feeling really bad about, you know, I looked at it, and it's just, you know. <laughs> ah, okay. 
But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I figure Luca's like, all right, look, look, uh, I don't want Luca thrown to some hole by Aegis forever. Um, so you, you three are the ones I can turn to to trust. I'm gonna track her down and keep her from doing something dumb. And uh, more importantly, from doing it for my sake. Gotta talk some sense into her. <laughs> it um, feels so weird about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, if you need us, you just call. Whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Anytime. And the same goes for Pippa. Especially, don't get your head blown off again, please. <laughs> um, it's it's fine. I don't think there's any way it's going to happen. Mm, you say that all the time. Well, this time I'm not trying to go into it to get my head blown off. So, like, maybe this time it'll work out. Maybe something you know, nice will happen. Uh, no, 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 you say that. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Pate is quiet about hers. Ooh. Oh, okay. really? Ooh. That makes sense. So. This is a much yeah. more personal thing. Yeah, right. she also seems like even, even with like the immortal who wouldn't really have a ton of reason to to like develop weird opinions about her because of whatever her background is. Even with him, he was kind of like she was kind of clammy about it. So that makes yeah. sense to me. Yeah, I think if anything, you probably just notice something's off. Yeah, Luke looks and up there. He's like, "It's like, oh, let me let me know if I can help you with anything. I appreciate this so much." And like, basically, like, yeah, you get and like pets him on the head or whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, great. Okay. Um, I think that covers all of our bases. Uh, join us next time in Big Gay Nerds for when we will uh, plunge into uh, the, this this mess of uh, low the the results of some low superior roles. <laughs> Oh my god. Fine. Well then, until then, stay big gay nerdy. Big Gay Nerds is made possible by our Patreon supporters. We would like to give special thanks to Calvin Cox, Connor, Evelyn Nadia DuPont, Frank L. Giraffe Scarves, Hell Blood Hands, Jack Toops, Jarnope, Joel, John the Book Hoarder, Lori Dean, Lucas Bell, MC Verdandi, Nyan Hellcat, Ollie, Patrick Moore, Ryan Asopa, Udon Bullets, Thor Holmquist, and Trash Hime. If you would like to join their ranks and access exclusive content, simply visit us at patreon.com slash biggaynerds and donate at the Lauded Gay Nerds tier. If you'd like to support us for free, spread the word about us on social media. We are at biggaynerdscast on Twitter and just biggaynerds on Tumblr and co-host. And if you'd like to hang out with us and other BGN listeners, join the BGN fan discord server linked in all the aforementioned pages.